Well, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. Well, it's the month of March, and I'm so glad that you have decided to stick with us and to hear um, conversations that we're going to be having this month. We started out the month last uh, last week with um, our with a conversation as we were celebrating the one year anniversary of the Harmonize Your Life podcast. I hope you've enjoyed um, all of our uh, conversations that we've had thus far. It's been one full year that we've been having these critical conversations for uh, self care, health, wellness, mental health. Uh, relationships, uh, financial health, all all the aspects of wellness that you and I should be concerned about. We've been having those critical conversations on this podcast. And last week, I was so delighted to be able to just have a one-on-one conversation where I was being interviewed about the podcast with my BFF, Rosalind Bogle. And I hope you've enjoyed that conversation. You can go back through our catalog on my YouTube channel. You can Check us out on Anchor, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and go back. All of our episodes are cataloged on those um, uh, mediums, on those uh, media platforms. And so you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch the podcast on YouTube, on my YouTube channel at Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. So we're going to uh, kick off some real exciting conversations beginning this week um, with my special guests that we're having on today. And I want you to stick around for the rest of the month. It's Women's History Month. It's the month of March. And we're going to be talking about owning our stories of self-care and wholeness. Owning our stories of self-care and wholeness. All of us have a story. You have a story. I have a story. And my guests today has an amazing story of resilience and uh, and health and wellness. And I know you're going to be blessed in just a moment. We're going to be right back in just a moment with my guest for this week. And I want you to stick around for this very, very, very good conversation. Be right back. All right, we are back. We are back. So I am again excited that you have decided to join us today on the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. I am your host again, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado, and I am so delighted to have with me in the broadcast studio today, my special guest. Let me introduce her to you, okay? So I have with me today Donna Green Goodman, and she is a public health educator. She graduated from Oakwood University in home economics, nutrition, and earned her master's in public health from Loma Linda University in Loma Linda, California. She has had a rewarding career of providing leadership in developing, implementing, uh, managing, and evaluating public health initiatives, interventions, programs, services, and staff at the national, state, and local levels, and in the college and university setting. Teaching, 
for eight years at her own alma mater, Oakwood University, with specific emphasis in nutrition, healthy cooking. Y'all know I love all of this. Healthy <laughs> cooking and healthy lifestyle um, uh, education, including point of purchase education. She successfully negotiated and acquired contracts with state, public, and private organizations. Uh, she has uh, um, served as a national ambassador for the Susan G. Coleman Circle of Promise Campaign, Food for Life uh, Instructor Cancer Project, and C PCRM. A tw she, is, she is a 25-year breast cancer survivor. We salute you, Donna. We salute you. A 25-year breast cancer survivor, Donna discovered the value of, of um, the and the value of the power of the plant foods in preventing and reversing disease. She has authored three books: um, "A Healthy Living," something to shout about, "Cooking Up Good Health," still cooking up good health. And they are available on her website, and we'll share all of that information uh, as we um, progress in our conversation on today. And she is the host and executive producer of the cooking show, Cooking Up Good Health, which aired on uh, Bounce TV, Huntsville, and Hope TV, Channel 368 on Direct TV. Um, you can also visit Donna at the Lifestyle uh, Therapeutics YouTube channel. Donna and her husband, Eddie, who is a physical therapist, own Lifestyle Therapeutics, um, a Lifestyle for Better Health Center in Huntsville, Alabama, where she provides wellness counseling, coaching, and cooking classes. You can join her weekly on Instagram for Wellness Wednesdays at Shouting at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. You can also follow Donna on Shouting, uh, uh, um, on Shouting, Still Shouting In, I'm sorry, on Still Shouting In on Instagram and Twitter. I am so delighted to have with me today a new sister, a new friend. Will you help me welcome to our conversation today, Miss Donna, Mrs. Donna Green Goodman. Thank you, Donna, for being here with us today. My pleasure. I told my husband I'm going for my conversation. Don't bother me. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm excited about this. Oh, wow. I am so glad to have you here with us today, Donna. You know, um, one of the things I, I love about this journey that I've been on, this wellness journey that I've been on, this self-care journey that I've been on now for well over 20 years is the, the, the women and the men, but particularly the women that I have met on this journey. It has been so such a blessing and so refreshing. And, um, and to be able to meet you, we actually have not met physically right. or in person, but to be able to connect with you via social media and to um, hear your story and for us to be able to really, I mean, it was like when, I, when, we, when we met and to hear your story and for you to affirm some of the things that I'm doing even right now on my wellness journey, it's such a blessing to be able to meet so many wonderful people on this journey and to know that we're not on this journey alone. We don't have to be on this journey by ourselves. And so I'm so glad that uh, to have met you via uh, um, Twitter, I believe is where we Twitter. met. It was Twitter. It was on Twitter. It was Twitter. We met. 
Yeah. And um, we connected there. And I just knew from l- watching your Twitter posts and um, the connection that we made there that uh, we had to bring you into our uh, podcast uh, community and to um, have this critical conversation. So it's Women's History Month. And this month we're talking about owning our stories. We're talking about owning our stories of self-care and, and wholeness or wellness wholeness, mm-hmm. how we want to look at a holistic living. Mm-hmm. And you have an amazing story. You have an amazing story. And so I want to give some time just for you to share your story and then we can dialogue from there. Okay. Thank you for having me. I love talking to my sisters about improving their health. And I'm not even sure how I started following you, but I've been following you for a while. And when I saw your post last week, I was just so thrilled because I am um, a believer in the creator God who right. wished for us. I mean, when you're saying owning our stories of self-care and wholeness in third John two, he says that his greatest wish above all things is that we prosper and be in good health. And when he was on earth, he asked people, do you want to be made whole? And I yeah. think so many of us are walking back into that. And this time that we've had off with COVID is forcing us to re-examine a lot of things. Um, I was trying to figure out, what am I going to wear for some interviews? I haven't had on church clothes and heels or none of that. And over here, you know, I put on I, this morning. I said, okay, I got to do an interview. And girl, I just said, you know what? I've been living in in sweatsuits. Yes, yes, yes. And it's so much better. And I I had a um a photography event. And the girl who did the picture, she said her husband was taking her on a date and they're walking through the mall and she couldn't keep up. He's like, what is wrong with you? I can't walk in these heels. It's been a year since I had heels on. So I was just thrilled when I saw what you were doing and and was happy that we made the connection. I used to live in the metro Atlanta area. Um, I started my professional career over there in McDuffie and Hancock counties and okay. ended up we moved to South Carolina for a couple of years, but I really wanted to get back to Atlanta. And we came back there and I had a job at Morehouse School of Medicine teaching okay. people how to reduce their risk for getting all kinds of cancer. Okay. I loved it. It was in the community, talking mm-hmm. about risk factors, eating better, um, not smoking, not drinking alcohol, all the stuff that we know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then- um, That's killing us. Right. All the stuff that's killing our community. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then talking about sexual activity because of the human papillomavirus and its increase of making you get cervical cancer. So I was okay. doing that and just loving it and and thankful for the position. And then I got an offer to go to the Office of Nutrition for the state of Georgia, the public health department. So I switched and I was there helping to develop programs for the state public health department. Mm-hmm. For my annual um, um, physical examination, and we have been following a lump in my breast. I had had one previously, and another one grew back about the size of a pecan, acted the exact same one as the previous one. The previous one I had taken out was non-cancerous, and this one was acting the same way. So my physician and I were managing it, you know, because we didn't have any other symptoms. And he suggested that day, that visit, let's just go ahead and get you a baseline mammogram. I was 37 at the time. And we know 25 years ago, they were not offering um, mammograms to under a certain age, especially black women. But Mm -hmm. before I got it, but Dr. Tony, in, in my visit, he asked me, when was the last time you and Eddie had been on vacation? And we didn't know. We couldn't tell him. Oh my goodness. So wow. he said, what I want you to do, 
Um, I usually take my staff to Cancun. They've got good tickets. That was back then when stuff was right, 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 right. And I want you to plan a vacation. You don't have to go to Cancun, but plan something. So we looked up Cancun since he recommended it and found us some cheap tickets. And we went and stayed for a week, had the best time. When I get back, there's a message that I need to call him. And I did. He says, we just want to take another picture, you know, be sure about some things. So I did. And then we got on a plane and went on another vacation out to Portland, the summer of our vacations. And when I came back the second time, the doctor's like, okay, we need you to see a specialist because we're seeing some things that we need you to check out. So I found this. He recommended a specialist. I went there and he recommended that I could either have surgery immediately or I could watch and wait. And so my husband and I decided that I would go ahead and have the surgery. We found a surgeon. She did the surgery. As soon as she opened me up, she knew that it was breast cancer. But she asked my husband not to tell me until the um, lab reports came back because she didn't want to be worrying. So I was under the impression that we were just doing that. But he carried this for the next, what, three, four weeks. Wow. We're still vacationing. I'm just waiting on the answer, not thinking anything. And because my husband was a runner, he was preparing for the Peachtree Road race. We have friends coming in town, all that sort of stuff. And on the night of July 3rd, I'm like, I'm calling her now. It's been this long. So I called and she says, yes, indeed, it is cancer. And we need to get you back in so that we can do some additional surgery so that we can stage you and then recommend a treatment for you. So I go to tell my husband because I didn't know he knew. And he looks at me and he says, I know. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, she told me right afterwards, but she didn't want you to worry. So he'd been walking around with that for months on his own. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm stunned because I didn't think that that's what it was. Went for another surgery, took out 17 lymph nodes on my right side. And there was cancer in six of 17 of those. So I was stage three. And she recommended chemotherapy, stem cell transplant, more chemotherapy, radiation, and tamoxifen for five years. Because of my training and my previous work, I was um, very interested in finding alternatives to Mm -hmm. the impact of chemo and and radiation and tamoxifen on my body. So because we're in Atlanta, you know. I'm, I'm at Emory. I'm, I'm asking for people. They're sending me to different oncologists to see. Right, the right. And I, I keep asking them because I'm, I had just taught people this. Right. And so I'm like, surely you all have some suggestions for me, but we couldn't find anything that, that they were willing to offer me. One, one oncologist said that God was good, but he wasn't enough. Another one said that she did not know the relationship. That's what he said. Another one says she did not know the relationship between how we live and cancer. She knew that it might help your hypertension, but that's all. So I decided to get back in the closet and talk to Jesus. (laughs) Coming at me, Dr. Tony, was because you're black. And I'm like, if I had known that this was going to make me at greater risk, I probably would ask to be something else besides black. And I was offended that they would suggest that because I was black, which meant that there wasn't a lot that I could do about it because pretty much it was determined for for me from birth. Um, There was no cure. Lifestyle didn't have anything to do with it. We didn't know. And I'm like, okay, I didn't write all them term papers in grad school for you to tell me that how I live does not impact outcome. Exactly. I Mm -hmm. started praying and the Holy Spirit said, back up. I need you to find some physicians that understand the connection between lifestyle and disease. Okay. Right, right, right. 
And then I said, okay, God, so I'm going to do that. But I also need you to heal me because you said. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I promised God that if you heal me, I'm going to spend the rest of my life telling my people how they can improve their health. Right, right. In that process, and you and your husband are in ministry, so you understand what it's like to be by the bedside of someone who gets the news. Oh, yes. It's bad, and everybody mm-hmm. leaning into Jesus. Um, and so I did this research, a spiritual research this time, about um, death and dying and anointing and last rites. And I discovered there was a difference between anointing and last rites. I had always thought they were the same thing. And anointing is you're asking God to do a miracle for you. You are not like about to breathe your last last breath. You're asking God to intervene. And as I began to to research that more, I realized that there were things in my own life that could have contributed to where I was and maybe in the place of full recovery. So I had some apologies to make to people. I had to. Oh, my God. Talk to some folk about some things that were going on between us. I had to drop out of some relationships that I knew were stressing me. I had to look more closely at at the way I was working. Um, We had recently moved back from South Carolina. And when we lived in South Carolina, it was like one thing after the other was coming at me. My marriage was struggling. Mm -hmm. Any Mm -hmm. person who's ever been married for any period of time Mm -hmm. knows that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I was teaching at Morris College in Sumter, South Carolina, and the students were headed to Atlanta for Freaknik. And one of the students was supposed to come to my house for dinner. When he got back, he was killed in a car accident. And I'm like, all of this stuff I had to really look at to see how much of it I had taken in and was carrying and how it was impacting my outcome. How you were processing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I was was living through that. And then I didn't just want... I wanted the creator and people who believed in him involved in my process. So I found a physician at a place called Wildwood Lifestyle Center and Hospital in North Georgia that's been treating people since the the 1940s, um, teaching them the connection between their choices and their outcomes and showing them how to overcome chronic disease without Mm -hmm. dependence on drugs. And mm-hmm. then I call some ministers of God. The Bible says, in <laughs> I like the way you said God. <laughs> the elders of the church. And so I found some who I knew were plugged in because you can't uh-huh. be coming here, bud. That's and right. They anointed me with mm-hmm. them and asked okay. to intervene. And then I went to this hospital for 10 days with the intention of building up my immune system so that when I came back, I would then do all the treatment. But while I was there, I was more affirmed in my choices. We could not find anybody in my family who had breast cancer. So I was mm-hmm. the first one. I found out probably a month ago, this is 25 years later, my dad and his brother were born outside of my grandfather's marriage. So we we didn't have the benefit of all of that history. But one of his sisters and I have gotten close and she just told me three weeks ago, um, we found breast cancer, Donna. On, on daddy's side of the family, on my grandfather's oh, side. Wow, wow, wow. So it was there, but I didn't know it. Um, and so as I'm at this place, they are um, board certified physicians and nurses and dietitians who are caring for you the way I envision God, when he, Jesus, when he was on earth. 
And they offered me some um, physical therapy and herbal medicine and life, lifestyle stuff that mm-hmm. science is now confirming makes a big difference. Yeah. So at the end of that 10 days, I had become totally plant-based. I had always been vegetarian, but I did the milk, the cheese, the eggs, the butter, the ice cream, the yogurt, all of that. Okay. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to do that anymore. Um, and I decided that I was not going to do the chemotherapy, nor was I going to do the tamoxifen. The radiation, and I, and I wasn't going to do the stem cell transplant. The radiation made sense to me because it was localized. So I came home with a plan to do that. At the same time, I'm following this study that was being done at the National Cancer Institute that talked about the value of plant food in the body. And mm-hmm. in all my training and teaching, I had taught about vitamins and minerals that you get from the food that you mm-hmm. eat, how much vitamin blah, blah, blah. But we had never talked about a category of of things called phytochemicals. And as I read about the phytochemicals, Dr. Tony, my mind was blown because as a believer in God and a creationist, I understand that God spoke and all this stuff appeared. And when he spoke it, it was what was in his mind. And he literally placed inside of the plant foods, these properties called phytochemicals that protect the plant but when we eat the food, it protects our bodies. Right, so right. I discovered things like garlic and watermelon and grapes and mm-hmm. um, lemons and limes had properties in them when deposited into our digestive system, go through the body looking for tumors and they morph them out. Wow. Like, okay, so I'm convinced of this. And I came back home and my husband, when he came to pick me up, he's eating a bag of nacho cheese Doritos. And I'm like, babe, we can't do that no more. What's wrong with it? So I explained it. He's like, okay, all right. So we got back to Atlanta. I put the trash can in front of my refrigerator and I took out all the stuff I wasn't going to eat anymore. And then I got in the kitchen and I'm asking God now, you know, we had a deal. So you got to show me what I need to do, because one of the other things is a home economist and a public health educator leaning towards nutrition. I did a lot of recipes and yeah, how to cook. And now I'm not doing all the stuff that I used to do. So, God, I don't want it to just be good for me. I want it to be good to, to me. Yes. Put yes. it in my mouth and recommend it to other yes. people. It, it needs to taste like something. Okay. So he got in the kitchen with me and we did some amazing stuff. And that's how the books came about. And then um, this is probably August, September. By December, it was time for another checkup. I went, got all the blood work, went to see the doctor afterwards. And she says, Donna, your situation is worse. And I really want you to come back and do this chemotherapy because she was not happy with my decision. And so I get home and she said, have a Merry Christmas. So I get home. I'm like, Lord, you said that you were going to heal me. So why am I getting this information? So I'm just going to keep walking by faith. And okay. I to do that and um, threw myself a birthday party because I was glad to be alive. <laughs> and then um, it was around Easter. We have homecoming at our college um, at Easter time. And I had another visit to the doctor. And mm-hmm. this time, Holy Spirit impressed me to ask to see my records, Dr. Tony. So when okay. I got in there, I asked to see them and I'm reading them myself. And what I read in my records, what she had told me in December was not true. Wow. And six months, three months later, I'm looking and I've discovered that at my initial diagnosis, my tumor markers were at one level. In December, they had lowered. And here we are in April and they lowered again. 
So I'm asking her, so what are we going to say this is? She says, well, I can't tell you that you're cured because you didn't do what we asked you to do. So I'm thinking, all right, but this is how you measure my progress. When you go to get hypertension, they measure your hypertension. Right, 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 right. Cholesterol levels, they measure it. So if it's improved, then you're better. So why are you not saying this? She says, well, I don't want you going around telling people that if they change how they live, they can get better. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So I'm sitting there about to shout. You need to know the connection between their lifestyle and their health. And, okay. and Donna, this is helping me because let me just say this real quick. This, that's. I'm telling you, you're singing my song here. You're, 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 this is what, why I do this podcast. I tell people all the time, this is a lifestyle podcast because all, every disease that we, that we deal with in our bodies can be traced back to our lifestyle. Plain and simple. It can be traced back to our lives. It's it's related to our diet. It's related to our work habits. It's related to stress. It's related to exercise, relationships, all those kind of things. Like when you said, I I wrote down some of the things you said. You got to do apologies. You had to disconnect from relationships that were stressing you out. You know, um, you had to you had to disconnect. You had to look at your work, how you were working. You know, when your doctor asks you, when was the last time you went on a vacation? You know, all of these things are about lifestyle. Absolutely. How are we living? And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But we're not living the abundant life because we're overworking. We're not eating healthy. We don't have healthy relationships. We're putting things in our bodies that's, that's destroying our bodies. All these kind of things. We're not resting. We're not doing the things that we need to do. And then we say, God, heal me. Well, God right. wants to kill us, but how are we living? Right. And and the healing can come when we ask for it. But the, the healing that we keep depends on our obedience to him. So when the doctor is telling me now, um, I can't tell you, you know, that we healed you or, or that you were cured. And by spirit, I'm like, okay, God, thank you for speaking to me this morning. You have given me what I need. And I couldn't get out of the office fast enough to call my BFF. I heard you talking about your BFF. <laughs> BFF who have been praying me through this. And I was headed to homecoming at a black college. They all want to know, listen, what's up? What's up? So I called her and like, Joanne, this is what the doctor said. She said, well, Donna, the doctors cannot heal. That's out of their realm. God is who did this. And so I'm like, yeah. And now that he's done it and honored my walking by faith, what I want to do is keep telling people. And so as I, as my faith was renewed, I was, I was encouraged. And, and then I wanted to just tell as many people as I could, because I knew that this was so much bigger than me. And I, I was trying to combine what I had learned in my training with what the word of God says. And I think sometimes when those things clash, we, we, we mm. have positive dissonance because and, yeah. and it can't even be around health, but if you're sitting in service and the pastor says something that, you know, the Holy spirit has been talking to you about. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Down, he yeah. I think mm-hmm. about the woman at the well, that yeah, was positive yeah. dissonance, you know, <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, you don't know my story. You don't know me. You don't know what I'm done. I made you. I know all about you. (laughs) I had to reconcile that. And so when you just said that um, 
God wants to give us life and have it more abundantly. Third John 2, my greatest wishes for you that I prosper and be in health. But when you think about black folk and all of the parallels that we are beginning to see in mm-hmm. our experience in this country, compared to the children of Israel in the Bible. Yes, yes, yes. They were as they were delivered from Egypt and they got through that water and they turned around and they saw that the water was swallowing up Pharaoh and his army who got drowned. When they got through that and they went into praise and worship with Miriam, the tambourines, they were out there thanking God who had just brought them. Then God said to them, if you are Exodus 15, 26, if you hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God, do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I have put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who healeth thee. And I knew that scripture, but was, as I'm facing breast cancer, this scripture means something a little different to me because I don't, I want to be healed by the man who said he could heal me. So I'm sitting at Morehouse one day for a chronic disease conference. And this guy from CDC comes to give a presentation and he's talking about chronic disease in the African-American community. And he puts a picture up on the, on the thing. And, and it's a, um, a picture of, um, diseases, but they were written in hieroglyphics. In, in uh-huh. mm-hmm. Well, he starts to talk about the diseases and they are the exact same ones that we are suffering from today. Almost in the same order, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, cancer. When they went back in the tombs and they did the postmortems on those people, that's what they died from. Oh my God. And God is saying in Exodus, if you do what I say, this ain't coming on you. And we know the story after they got out and they wandered for 40 years. You read in Psalms, none of them were sick. He just wandered until he got they were not sick. And they Their shoes didn't even wear out. Okay, they ate manna. And so that then connected my science with the word of God. Oh, okay. I see. So your cognitive, your, your cognitive dissonance now everything starts to come together. Right, okay. right. So you see now the relationship between yes, them. Yes, and the promises that he has made to us are sure. Even in the word in James, if there are any sick among you, it doesn't say go to Grady or Hillendale. Yeah, yeah. It says call on the, the elders, the elders of the church first. And listen, listen, you, uh, I, I just need to stop you for one second because I want to ask you this. Um, what do you say though? Okay, because that's your testimony and that's your story. And we know of many other stories like this. You know, I've heard other people say, you know, when I change, I know in my own life, in my yes. own body, when I change the way I eat, when yes. I change the way I live, yes. I, I became healthier. Yes. And, um, um, you know, I recently came off of um, high blood pressure medicine. Praise him. Um, um, and so, you know, I, when I first started this journey, I was diagnosed with Graves disease. Okay. okay. And so I've, I've seen the Lord bring me off of thyroid medicine. Yes. You know, and then I've had to go back on thyroid medicine when my, when my, um, when my stress level went up or whatever, and I yes. wasn't doing it. Yes. And then I've seen the Lord right now, almost to almost nothing. Yes. You, you get what I'm saying? Okay. And so I know, I know that, and I can always tell if my thyroid is off, then it's something that I'm doing that I need to go back and redo yes. and, re- and look at. Right. Yes. 
Yeah. What do you say to the woman who um, is far gone in her disease process? As far yeah. as anything? What do you say? say? Nothing's too hard for God. God. And I think that's the other piece of this. We have come to rely on Western medicine as the answer. Okay. All right. There is a place for Western medicine. Don't do not quote me as saying there ain't no place because I could not have had the cancer removed unless I used Western medicine. A person who has hypertension cannot um um get their pressure moderated unless they visit but don't think that traditional western medicine is managing anything more it is not healing you i understand want to be managed so what you're saying is things can be reversed that's it because we go to that's what I'm after because, you know, some people will say, well, that's why I don't go to the doctor. They don't, you know, but I believe that God still works through doctors. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's to, uh, to, to identify what the challenge is. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I know, because biblically, when those people were diagnosed with leprosy, they went to the church, they were diagnosed and they could not go back into society until they went back to be sure. So you had somebody who was confirming what was actually in existence. Mm -hmm. But but when we understand that these diseases, I'm not talking about like sickle cell anemia. Okay. Okay. You're talking about lifestyle diseases. I'm talking about lifestyle diseases. Say the Let's name those. Let's name those lifestyle diseases. Again, diabetes, hypertension, um, cancer, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune disorders, arthritis, any of those things. And and when you say if they've gotten to a certain point, two things I'm going to say, God still makes house calls and answer to your prayer. Thank you. You ask in faith believing, he said it can be yours. But next to the faith believing, when the lepers came to him, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And when they turned around and walked in obedience to what he said, then it was manifested. So we have got to get back to a place where we're looking at what does the creator God expect from us mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. obedience. And when we do those things, we are well within the place where, where the healing can occur. And then the second place thing is in my own personal life, my dad had diabetes, hypertension. He ended up with colon cancer. My mother had endometrial cancer and my brother had AIDS. All three died and are buried in Metro Atlanta. And okay. as I walk each one of them to the grave, I'm like, you got the wrong Donna Green Goodman because this ain't what you expected. But as I cared for them and what I was reaching out to you for last week was because I yeah. had this journey. Yeah. What I learned was in each of those situations in my own personal life, my parents and my brother were dealing with other things on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. No matter how much prayer we were sending up, God could have healed them of all those things, but he was more concerned with making them whole. Okay. 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 And I watched, I watched the change. My brother was in Grady. I watched, he went in on a Sunday, he coded on a Wednesday and they called it on a Thursday night. 
I watched him and Jesus have this conversation. My mother, I walked past her room one day and she says, Donna, I got it. And, and this is after helping her and holding her in my arms as she is just sobbing about stuff that I never imagined she'd be sobbing about. And so what I learned was we always expect healing to be in the physical only. Okay, that's where that's where I'm going because you know, like you know where I'm where I am right now. My mom is home and she's on hospice care. But you know what? Let me tell you something, Donna. Someone asked me today. Um, today they called me earlier today to ask me how I was doing, how my mom is doing, and I said, you know what? It's a bittersweet experience, but I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world to be able to bring my mother home. First of all, it's 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 just. In COVID, that the Lord would allow my mother to be where she is and for my mother to be home with us, with my sisters and I. Hospice is on board, you know, and but yet we are we are a lot of people didn't get this opportunity. People were watching their loved ones die over Zoom and all this stuff. But we have mom in the house with us and the time that we are spending with her. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Right. Of course, I wouldn't have chosen this. Right. But God knew. But God knew. But God knew. And what God is doing in us and through her in this season is just unbelievable. And even still this morning, stuff that the doctors were telling us when we left the hospital on Wednesday, the mom wasn't going to be able to do. Mom's sitting up in the bed talking to us this morning, telling us she wants something to drink. (laughs) We're like, God. You're in control. And oh. what we realize is our days are in God's hands. Absolutely. We have to do what we what we need to do. Absolutely. To stay healthy and to stay whole. Absolutely. And wholeness is more than just physical. It's whole. Physical is one part of the that's whole. One, that's one and part he of it. Wants, he wants to make us whole. And, and with all that we face as Black people in this world, but especially this country, it's like if I can just you know, get my blood pressure under control. <laughs> but, but folk, what, what we forget is my blood pressure's up because I'm eating certain things that aren't good for me mm-hmm. and I'm not working out because I'm stressed on my job mm-hmm. because that racist boss of mine is making it really hard for me. Talk and about it. Jesus says I'm the answer. And, and as a parent, I didn't understand until I had my child. I know what's best for my child. He created us. He knows what mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. We go back to honoring what I call seven simple steps to better health. And, and I created these out let's, of me, I'm sorry. You said something there. Come on. I'm, let's write them down. I'm writing them down. What are the seven? Okay, seven simple steps. Go to bed. Okay. Seven simple steps. Go to bed. The first one. The uh-huh. second one is get to stepping. Get to stepping, okay. The third is pile on the plant foods. Pile on the plant foods, mm-hmm. uh-huh. The fourth is take a break. All right, take the a break. is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yes, Lord. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Mm-hmm. The sixth is take a deep breath. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the seventh is turn it over to Jesus. Ooh. So when you ask about if, if your health is really, really bad, when my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer 
he should have been dead. We shouldn't have ha had been able to take him to the hospital for any surgery. He had the surgery there in Atlanta at what was then Smyrna Adventist Hospital, I believe. I mean, we had to rush and get him because we didn't know what was going on. And like okay. man, he had waited without okay. what was going on. Um, he did find this tumor and decide to take it out, showed us all of that sort of stuff. And they're not giving him much time. He decided to do the things that I've just shared with you. And, and this is how I list them. But there was a study back in the 70s by Brello and Breslock who suggested that people who practice these habits are healthier. Yes. I hope you're familiar with the blue zones. Yes. But the Blue Zone study talks about this and then they've identified all these communities around the world where mm -hmm. most of what they're doing come back to this. And this yep. is what God told Adam and Eve to do. You know, take care of the garden outside the fresh air and sunlight. Eat the fruits, nuts and grains and vegetables that I gave you. Breathe in the oxygen. Come in the it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. So when my dad gets really sick and they do all that they can, then he makes these changes and he had a complication and they went back to fix the complication and they're like, what are you doing? And so the, he told him, well, I'm eating a plant-based diet and I'm doing hydrotherapy and I sit outside in the sun and I'm walking. <laughs> and they said, are you sure that's all you did? He said, well, we need to bottle this up because you don't have this challenge anymore that, that, wow. we, that we documented wow. that you had. And he did fine for like over a year and then he fell back into his old habit. Okay. And the cancer recurred. And okay. that's what took him out. And so we believe that the healing comes at your request. The healing stays at your obedience. Say that again. Healing comes at your healing request. Comes at your request. Mm -hmm. But but it stays at your obedience. Oh my God. Healing stays if, at your obedience. If, if black folk connect that, and I, I really think, and I, I'm sure you and your husband are noticing. It's like there is an awakening happening in our community right now. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And God has us shut down by COVID and we yes. are hearing some things and hearing his voice differently. And he's trying to bring us out of Egypt. That's what I believe he's trying to do. And I'm, you know what? And I'm telling you, you're just confirming why God told me to start this podcast. I was supposed to start this podcast in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I, well, at least I thought it was. Mm -hmm. My plan, but many other plans of a man or woman's heart, the purpose of God prevails. So I did not procrastinate it. And I came into 2020. Um, I do a self-care retreat every year in January with the women that are part of my self-care network. And um, so the women were like, Dr. Tony, we need something from January to January. I mean, we have this wonderful retreat, but then after that, we don't hear from you. So, so I started the podcast and I, so last year I said, okay, I'm going to do the podcast. I started it in March. Little did I know when I started the podcast, we would be in a global pandemic. But God knew. God knew. And I and and let me say this, um, Adana. You know, I'm used to being on the road preaching. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know when the pot when the pandemic hit, it shut everything down. Everything. No, we're not traveling. We're not preaching. But then God launched me into this. And I said, Lord, what are you doing? And, for, and at first I was like, you know, I was de half depressed yeah. about ministry drying, what I felt was drying up. But God said, no, 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 no. It's not drying up. I'm shifting your ministry That's it. That's into it. a new realm, into a new dimension. That's and I'm opening up another, another avenue. Not that I won't do that again, but this, 
This has been my pulpit for the past year. That's right. This podcast has been my pulpit right. for the past year. And I am so determined. And I'm going to say this as well. So I wrestle with um, whether or not to, you know, I wrestle with conversations on self-care for women of color. And I said, well, Lord, am I being racist? Am I, am I, you know, what am I doing? And, and, and one of my, one of my friends, she said to me, she said, um, no, you, you keep this podcast and what God told you, she said, because we need safe spaces in our community for us to talk about the things that uh, impact us. And not only did we have a global pandemic health wise, but we have a racial pandemic going. This pandemic has revealed the, the racial uh, uh, tension in this country, the racism that has always been there. Always. But it's but now it's it's intensified and we're seeing what's all what we thought was dead because we got a black president. We thought we were in a post-racial era and we're realizing that we are not. And so God has taught told me that this conversation, while other communities can benefit from it, mm-hmm. God sent me to set my people free That's and right. to help black women realize we don't have to die from heart disease. We don't have to die from cancers. We don't have to die from diabetes. We don't have to die from hypertension. We do not have to die from stress and all the other things that are related to our lifestyle. We can reverse those things and we can turn those things around. And when you said to me, I turned it around and I'm cancer free 25 years. I said, you have to come on here and share your story. Listen, listen. We one of the other things that came out of this experience was they use hydrotherapy as one of the treatments in my care. And my husband is a physical therapist trained at Tuskegee in the years when they didn't have everything that all the other schools had. So their teachers taught them hydrotherapy. And when you think about hydrotherapy, one of the ways that I like to share is if an athlete has an injury, you're going to put their leg in ice. That's hydrotherapy. If a patient has a wound, a, a, a diabetic wound, or, or they've had a, um, a burn or an amputation, the therapist often puts that in water to debride it, to clean out the wound, to keep mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So there's a premise, and scientifically sound, but biblical, because Damon went down in the water seven times. Wait a minute. I think you missed your calling. Are you a preacher too? Listen, everybody asked me that. It was nothing that I planned to do. This is experiential only. There is a scientific basis for the application of water to the body. And so when you are exposed to a virus and you don't know it, you don't figure it out until you spike a temperature. And the temperature comes up because the body's um, immune system has been alerted and it's sending out white blood cells to heal the body. So their theory was the cancer had bypassed all of the checks in my body and gotten inside and was growing. So they were going to use hydrotherapy to wake up my immune system so that it would fight the cancer. So they put me in this hot bath of water, raised my temperature up, kept it up. I sat out in the sunlight. I exercised, all that sort of stuff. And and here we are 25 years later. Well, my husband was drawn to it because of the hydro. And he'd always wanted to be in his own practice. And the Lord opened the doors for us to do a little of that in Atlanta. But five, six years ago, we did it here in Huntsville. And I'm telling you, 
he was convinced when he was doing home health in Atlanta and he would come across a patient who was scheduled for the amputation of a toe or their foot because their foot and leg had turned black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he'd ask the doctor, you mind if I do some hydrotherapy? Do whatever. It's not going to make a difference. Okay. Then he talked to the family about changing their diet and lifestyle. And he would explain to them when it came to diabetes and diabetic neuropathy and problems with the foot and the leg, you don't need an amputation. You need the blood to be restored. And there's yeah. a in that too. He asked the family, would you oh. be willing to go on a plant-based diet for the amount of time that I'm going to see you here in the home? And many of them would say, yes, this particular family said, absolutely. And then he would come and he would do hydrotherapy on the person's foot because the blood vessels and the nerves were no longer walking because the blood vessels were full of saturated fat and cholesterol, which causes hardening of the arteries or atherosclerosis down in the foot. And that's why the foot and leg were cold. Well, as he does the treatment, he wakes up the nerves and the muscles and the water does the work that the blood vessel can't do anymore. They make the dietary changes and the blood vessels clean themselves out. So they cancel amputations because the healing occurred when you asked for it. But I'm going to show you how I'm going to do it. When Naaman asked to be healed, he did not know that he was going to get sent to this little girl. And this little girl talked to Elijah and Elijah said, Lord, what I'm supposed to do? He said, tell him to go dip in the water seven times, not six, seven. And he did seven and came up shouting. And so we are watching not only with our patients who have diabetic neuropathy, we have other patients who have stage three and four kidney failure. They go on a plant-based diet. They drink the water. They give their stress to Jesus. They understand this racism stuff ain't going to be right till Jesus comes. So I'm yeah. not going to engage with this foolishness because God has me on a greater mission. And there's one gentleman now, we thought he had become plant-based and he didn't. He just stopped doing chicken and, and, and pork, I think, and beef. But he wanted to keep doing fish. Kidneys fail. He's on dialysis. He came by the clinic. Miss Donna, listen, I don't, don't want to be on this dialysis. You got to do something to help me with this. And then he decided he was going to be totally plant-based. The doctor says, if your numbers go down, we'll back you up off of it. Wow. wow. They're backing him up off of it. Wow. And what we what we haven't done is connect how we live to how sick we are. And when we make that connection, we're also connecting it to the creator God. Mm-hmm. Which is that we don't have this disease. When you look at black Folk in Africa, in rural communities, they were the healthiest people. They were. They were. And they when were. you talk about your friend affirming you to do this for black folk, God is saying something to us during these times because it all started on the continent of Africa yeah. in that yeah. brown dirt over by right. Euphrates. Yeah. And yeah. These are the, we're the people of God who he's trying to say, listen, the devil's been after you. He's come to well, see you. know what? We have to be healthy. We have to be healthy for for our ancestors to be able to survive the 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 the, the, middle, slave, passage, yes. the middle passage to yes. get. I mean, we have to be some healthy people. Yes, there was an article I read this week. Historically, black folk ate meat, and I'm talking African now. Before we got here, but it wasn't the main thing. We were mostly plant mostly plant based. You're right. You cannot right. clog up your blood vessels when you eat plants. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. doesn't happen. So when I saw your post, I'm like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. 
Donna, listen, get, girl, we can talk forever, but okay. I, I want to be able to have, I want the, our audience to be able to fi- find you. Okay. So I'm going to put up a couple of things. You have several books. Yes. That you have written. I read them in your bio. Something to shout about. Shout about. Yes. That's the book about my breast cancer, the whole story, tips on healthy living and about a hundred recipes. Okay. And then you got cooking up good health recipe collection. That's the one that goes with the cooking show, cooking up good health. Okay. And then still, still cooking still up good health. Is the email. Okay. That I and did that, that has links to um, health ba- plant based health professionals who are black and okay. plans and and um, okay I'm going to get that yeah. I'm going I'm definitely I'm going to get that today and you also do courses yeah I do I don't know if you've ever heard of Eric Adams who is the president of the Brooklyn Borough in New York but he was diagnosed with advanced diabetes and instead of managing it, he, he Googled reversing and he embraced the plant-based diet and lifestyle. And I submitted a couple of recipes to his book, Healthy at Last. And I partnered with him last year during Corona when we didn't know what we were going to do, but God yeah, yeah, yeah. created this course, None of These Diseases, which is literally from that scripture, Exodus 15, 26. And I walked participants through eight or nine weeks of a faith-based, um, what I call scripturally sound, but scientifically sound principles of healthy living that can help you to prevent, reverse disease, and improve your health and that of your communities. Can we can can we find that on your website? I put your um, I'm putting here your your um, lifestyle therapeutics is your company, right? That's that your, is our website. I probably need to. Um, is that it? LifestyleTherapeutics.com. LifestyleTherapeutics.com, yes. That's your link I can send you when we're done that um, is for the course. Okay, and then we'll put that out. We'll put that out there. And I'm I'm putting here that they can follow you on IG at Still Shouting. Yeah, Still Shouting over here. So thank you. Still Shouting, y'all. Still Shouting. At Still Shouting, follow Donna at Still Shouting. That's S-T-I-L-L-S-H-O-U-T-I-N, y'all. That's S. S-T-I-L-L-S-H-O-U-T-I-N. Follow her there. Also on Twitter at that same handle, Still Shouting. And her YouTube channel. You can go to her YouTube channel there, Lifestyle Therapeutics. And um, you can follow her there uh, as well. She has so many wonderful resources for plant-based diet, um, meals, cooking classes, the her, her testimony, walking you through how to make the transition from eating meat to to going to a plant-based diet. I am so grateful to have Dr. Um, I'm calling you doctor. Well, I might well call you doctor, but I'm so glad to have our sister on with us, Donna Green Goodman. Donna, I want to just say one more time, those seven simple steps to wholeness. Seven simple steps to better health. To better health, to better health. I put wholeness, but to better health. And um, those better health tips were, I'm going to say this, go to bed. Yes. Get to stepping. Y'all know how I am about that. Yes. And move your body. Yes. Um, pile on the plant-based foods. I'm yes. so grateful that um, God has me on that journey now. Take a break. Yes. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Take a deep breath. And last, but certainly not least. Turn it over to Jesus. And I'm telling you now that these things will improve your life. I am so grateful to have with me today, 
uh, Donna Green Goodman, who has been a wonderful dialogue partner on today. I hope that you have been blessed by something that you've heard. I want you to keep up with this podcast. As I've stated, this podcast, Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color. This is a lifestyle podcast. I believe that God has called us to bring this message to our community, to set us free so that we can live healthier. We can be healthier and be and do all that God has called us to do. What is it? What what good is it to have all these gifts and callings and, and even education and skills and certifications and then die prematurely because we did not take care of ourselves? I want you to follow me. You can connect with me on my website at drtonyalvarado.com. You can follow the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Women, join the Harmonize Your Life um, uh, uh, self-care network. I want you to come on this journey with us. I, I've started a network uh, for, uh, for women of color, uh, a self-care network for women of color, and we are on a journey together. We've started a movement, a self-care movement for women of color, and you're certainly invited to join us. You can also connect with me on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to follow this podcast, see this conversation with Donna on YouTube, and you'll be able to share it with others. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of our conversation on today. And we look forward to bringing more conversations on self-care for women of color on the Harmonize Your Life podcast. So stay with us as we'll be back next week with another episode. See you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.